I'm Carrie Hansel, founder and lead practitioner at Atriba Holistic Health, and you are listening to Find Your Inner Hoot, a pocket guide to understanding and overcoming the limitations you face in everyday life. I'll be sharing practical tools, raw and honest real-life encounters, delivered with a dash of humor and a whole lot of love, to remind you that no matter where you are or who you are, you're not alone, and we're all in this crazy life together, and to ignite that inner hoot in you. Thank you for listening to Find Your Inner Hoot. I am your host, Connor Davison, with co-host Carrie. And today we'll be talking about self-confidence. Now, Carrie, what I want to know is, in your definition, what is self-confidence? Oh, the million dollar question. Yes. What is Is (laughs) self-confidence? I think it is. I think if I could just bottle that self-confidence up, I'd be earning a million dollars. Everybody wants it, right? It's like... Self-confidence is that elusive thing like, have I got it? How do I get it? Can I keep it? What does it look like? There's no real definitive answer to what self-confidence is. And I think that's what causes a lot of trouble because we're chasing it. I haven't got the confidence to do that. Once I've got the confidence, like, would you know what confidence looks like, Connor? Would you recognize it? I can think of people when I think of self-confidence, but I don't know what it is. It's like it's not tangible. Yeah. So... I had lots of fun this week researching. Yeah, tell me about your week. Confidence. <laughs> I always want to bring it with these podcasts. I want to give as much as we can to the listeners and like make it informative. And you know, we're, we're igniting that inner hoot. We want to bring the lightness. So I was like, all right, sitting down with my notepad. Self confidence. What does that mean? Like, just what? what where am I going to go with this? And I don't even know whether the, whether you're going to know who this is, whether it's like before your time, whether it's an Not English thing. <laughs> but right said Fred, they're a band. Do you know them? <laughs> Connor's just looking at me with like a deadpan. I, I remember, vaguely remember you saying something about right said Fred. I, I don't know what they are. I don't talk all about you right are, said All you're doing Fred is like, right said Fred, right said Fred. That's, that's not true. It's <laughs> <laughs> not going to put me it's in a good light true. once you know who right said oh, Fred is. Oh, okay. Well, anyway, no. no, no, not in a bad light, just it's going to ruin my street cred. But anyway, so when I thought about self-confidence, right said Fred popped into my head. And for anybody that doesn't know who that is, They're an English band from Uh, the early 90s, like 1991. They had this like classic hit called I'm Too Sexy. And it's like, I'm too sexy for my car. Too sexy for my shirt. Oh, wow. Do you know it? Not well, I know the song, yeah. And it's like, it hurts. It has like that deep, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. My nan used to say, like, right, said Fred all the time. I like how you make that reference to your nan and like as yeah. me. Thanks for that connection. <laughs> That's kind of what I mean. Your street cred zilch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, never mind. I'll go to the bingo and cry no, after I like this. Carly Rae Jasmine, it's alright. Anyway, so yes, right, said Fred, they were confident guys, but these guys were average looking guys, two bald guys that looked middle-aged, the kind of people that you would expect to see in like the local kebab shop. You know, they were just two <laughs> normal people. Okay. Yep. And they had what you would call confidence. Yeah. You know, this guy's strutting around in a leather waistcoat, singing, I'm too sexy for my shirt, for my car, for Milan, Japan, all the lyrics. Was he? Well, personally, he wasn't my type. <laughs> okay. But he, diplomatic didn't, answer. he didn't care. You know, he was just like, you know what? I've got these lyrics. I'm not really bothered about what I look like. Let's do this. He had his own level of confidence. Mm. And what a payoff because they had number one hits. They made millions. So 
this week I've done research on Right Said Fred, Googled them, have all the facts. I'm not going to go into that. Which led me on this like whirlwind of like 90s music as well, which was really fun. Cool. That was giving me life. So maybe one of our songs for hashtag giving me life will be off that 90s playlist that I found. So the reason that I'm referencing that is I think they're a great example of looking at confidence because they're not the stereotypical, you know, they don't look like Brad Pitt. They don't look like David Beckham. They're not lyrical geniuses. I'm too sexy for my car. <laughs> Speak for yourself. So. <laughs> I'd be really offended by that. <laughs> you know, it's not exactly uh, Shakespeare, but they embodied lots of different things for confidence. Another more recent reference from this week I don't know if you watched Jennifer Lopez and Shakira Super Bowl. Oh, yeah, I did. Yes. Woof. They just embodied confidence. They owned the stage. They owned who they were. If you follow Jennifer Lopez on Instagram, there's a video of her before she goes on stage. It's the bit that doesn't look glamorous where, you know, she's going up on the machinery and she's nervous. She prays before she goes up all the real human stuff. And I really loved that because she was nervous. She was concerned about what could go wrong, whether she was going to hurt herself, whether her voice was going to last, whether it was going to be well received in such a big audience. She still felt fear and she still felt insecurity. But would you have sensed that in her performance? Absolutely not. It was incredible. It just blew it out of the water. What a show. So that was all part of my research because they are two different styles of confidence. So with our theme being this week, self-confidence, what is it? You know, Mm. there's been, uh, I must give a shout out to the people that are following a triber on Instagram who've put in their questions about that. It's really informative. It really helps us know where to go with this podcast and deliver that value. And with, with the fans already. Oh, I know, right? I'm going to be like the Super Bowl one year. Yeah, doing <laughs> <laughs> a podcast. <laughs> yeah, everyone's asleep. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> so confidence is many things. But first and foremost, you got to know who you are you got to have a sense of identity. If you don't know who you are, you don't know who you are turning up as in any room, you're going to get knocked over by life. You're going to be looking for validation from people and things to let you know that you are okay, that you are enough. So first thing I would consider if you are somebody that classes yourself with low confidence or no confidence, ask yourself the question, who am I? For lots of people, the response is, I'm a mom, I'm an accountant, I'm, you know, I'm a happy person. That isn't who you are. Those are things that add to who you are, but it's not who you are. So when you're thinking about who you are, it's who you are at your core. So what are the traits that you've got that nobody can take away from you that make you who you are? So you can start to embody that. So then when you do turn up somewhere, your nerves are settled because you're going, all right, I am confident. I, I have grit. I have determination. I'm intelligent. I'm loyal. I'm caring. And then you start to have that almost like that JLo perspective where you're just embodying that energy. She knows who she is. Um, so you can have that kind of air about you. And confidence is a bit like sleep. So we don't just own sleep. We don't just, you know, have sleep in our pockets. Sleep is something that we do. So we have energy for the next day. 
we don't own confidence. It's not something that we have like a stone of confidence. We've got to take steps to attain confidence. So just like sleep for energy, we've got to do something to get confidence. That comes in many streams. So identity being one of them. Also backing yourself. I don't want to say fake it till you make it because I don't know if that, you know, the best approach to go. But can you look back on the things that you've already achieved? Can you celebrate the wins that you've already have? Write down 100 reasons why you are capable and affirm that. Because affirmation, something that we say over and over and over again, Mm. leads to a belief. That was my question for you because you were saying I am powerful, I am confident whatever whatever it is the affirmation behind it mm. is that what you recommend people do as well to actually give themselves affirmation before stepping into that room yes i think that's certainly a tool that you can use it's not going to be the only tool that you can use the thing with affirmation you have to believe it about yourself yep. if you really hate the way you look you saying you know i'm beautiful i'm sexy whatever it is it's not going to go into your subconscious mind I do have other resources that I can help people with to create their own affirmations that are really suitable. That's something that we work on in sessions. Has to be uh, something that registers with your brain that you're not going to reject. For your own resources, you know, people like Louise Hay, they're well known for affirmations. That's a good place to start. Pick out a couple that resonate with you and say them to yourself every single day. Is it a matter of feeling it? I know that's a pretty vague question, but when you say it, you can feel it. Like, I, I say a couple of things when we used to do our sessions together mm. and I could like feel it in my chest, in my heart. I could actually feel it. Like it's actually true. Yeah. Like to your point, like if you're saying, you know, I'm sexy, I'm beautiful and then you don't actually really believe it, you're just saying words, mm-hmm. it won't stick. But the ones that I would say to myself, I actually felt it. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Ideally, feeling it is the quickest way to chemical change in the brain so you can start embodying it in your actions. If you don't feel it immediately, that's okay. It's just about, you know, wanting to believe it. Mm. If you don't want to believe that you are sexy, if that negative voice is too intense, then don't start with that one. But if you believe that you are smart, start with that one if that one feels more comfortable, because the more that you go, okay, I do want to embody that, the more you'll begin to feel it. That's how we create the feeling there. And that's what creates a change. So yes, you're right with the emotional point. Fascinating. And what are some steps then minus the affirmation that we've been through? Because that's a point of improvement. Like that's something I can do. I can take home with me and I can see and feel that improvement. Are there other ways one can sort of improve their self-confidence? Yeah. So it's building a relationship with yourself that looks like many different things you know the term self-love thrown around a little bit and I actually just had a client recently that had been sitting with counselors and therapists for a really long time and her therapist said to her you just need to love yourself and she was like but how and that therapist couldn't really tell her because she was really willing but she didn't know how And that might be for many people, you know, going, oh, you just need to love yourself. And that's the key to all your problems. But what does that actually mean? And again, that's broke down into little things. We often don't love ourselves or even like ourselves because we are carrying around shame, guilt, blame, um, inferiority. So not feeling good enough. That leads to us not wanting to be seen, not wanting to make ourselves vulnerable, putting walls up. So self-love is... First and foremost, self-forgiveness. 
forgiving yourself for past behaviors, shadow behaviors that you have have done, such as lying, manipulating, things that you deem as embarrassing. Oh, that's interesting. But so you're saying uh, even the ugly parts? Yes, ex- right. especially the ugly parts. So we're really good at loving ourselves conditionally when our hair looks good, when we've had a good day, when we've achieved something, mm. you know, when we smashed it in the gym, we're all for loving ourselves then. But the the real key there is showing up and loving yourself and accepting yourself on the days where you've got an acne breakout, where you feel overweight, where you messed up at work, where you said something embarrassing. It's not tearing yourself down. Yeah. So kind of in the sense that if I'm reading this right, like when you just said like, you know, doing something wrong at work, like you messed up at work, Mm. I guess it's accepting that you don't have to be right. Yeah. All the time. That's another valid point as well. When we have the need to be right all of the time, this links to what we talked about in episode one about fear. It's a fear of not being good enough. It's a fear of if anybody sees me not being perfect, then therefore I'm not good enough. That affects our confidence. If right. if you are afraid to step out and be seen, confidence can't go hand in hand there. When we When we have a strong sense of identity, when we can accept ourselves, when we don't strive for perfectionism, then that naturally drops away. We're okay about not being right all of the time. We're okay about not everybody liking us. So the bigger the dreams that you have, the more you're going to have to get used to people not necessarily liking you, having a backlash. I've gone from working with one-on-one clients to doing workshops to now doing a podcast. I don't know where this is going to go. And I know that- To the moon. (laughs) Yep. All them aliens. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All them aliens, man. That's what we want out of this. Yeah. I really want an alien following. I just want an alien- friend can you imagine like they might have posters of us on the wall in the oh, like, <laughs> we're going off track <laughs> bright said fred i bet do you have do you have one poster <laughs> we're off track i know but that's the whole point of a podcast you can get a little off track i have to know do i have a poster have of right said fred yeah have you ever had one do you have one i don't but maybe uh, i should get one maybe this is like midlife crisis hitting in and i'm just like yeah i should get a poster of that bald man and put him <laughs> on my wall <laughs> <laughs> that bald men. Anyway, yeah, off please. track there. Back on track. Go. <laughs> um, yeah, so we're doing this podcast and I know it's going to come to a shock to you, Connor, but not everybody's going to like us. Not everybody's going to resonate <laughs> with us. So it's their fault. <laughs> They're going to just... <laughs> <laughs> Not mine. Fast and loose. Anyway. Um, but not everybody's <laughs> going to like us. Not everybody's going to want to hear what we have to say. And that could make us go, if we ever get bad feedback, oh my God, like, I'm not not good enough. I'm not doing it right. But we, I'm going to bring you into this, Connor, we are comfortable with knowing our purpose. We've set an intention that we want to do good things. And we're going to trust that it's going to reach our people, our tribe. And nobody is meant for everybody. So I think a part of self-confidence is, even though it's hard, Get used to not being liked by everybody. Yes. If you like yourself, that's a win because you are in a relationship with yourself longer than you're going to be in a relationship with anybody else. Oh, totally. And I, I even my big move, um, the reason we met is because I moved to Melbourne. Prior, I was in Sydney mm. and I felt back then, look, I even had this mask where I had to be liked by everyone in a sense that I would, I would claim fame of having so many friends, you know, like that mm. was like, yeah, everyone likes Connor. Like that was kind of the thing. 
Um, but I was miserable in Sydney because it wasn't real. So moving to Melbourne, I condensed everything mm. um, and really focus on people properly, like giving time, doing this with you. Like where mission, our mission here is just to help, be a voice, use your expertise and use my, I don't know. Your charm, my, your wit, my your humour. charm. That's no wit. Um, <laughs> no, but like but the Melbourne move for me was from someone that thought friends, having as many friends as possible is so important. Yeah. But I didn't really have the confidence until shaping my life and moving to Melbourne mm. and having a handful of friends. And I feel five times more love and more friendship and in myself. That's the irony, isn't it? We put up these walls and this armor to keep us safe, but actually people see through it. It's heavy like armor. You having to pretend that you had loads of friends of whatever that looked like for you. It's not easy because it's not authentic. Yet we all crave authenticity. When we look at the people that we perceive as the most confident or when we admire somebody, we often admire their authenticity, you know, their realness, their rawness. Coming back to the Super Bowl, why did we all go, oh my God, that's amazing, apart from them all being, you know, super hot. Yeah, and, we, and in their 40s and 50s. Yeah. Get out of here with that. That's, I know, right? J-Lo, get out. Any excuse we've ever got, like they just like sank them of going, you know, 41 and 50, absolutely smashing their goals. But behind that, the reason that we admire them is because of their passion, mm. their drive, their authenticity within themselves. If J-Lo was just going, oh, you know what? Like, I don't know if I've got a bit of cellulite here. I'm not sure if like my leg's high enough on that pole. You know, I don't know if my voice sounds a bit tinny with this. We would just be like, we wouldn't notice her. It's her raw authenticity, which is then perceived as confidence. So as we work through this, what I hope is conveyed is that confidence isn't this elusive thing. Mm. It's a combination of things to build confidence. I used to be really, really insecure. I didn't want to be seen. I didn't want to be heard. And a big contributing factor to confidence was how I perceive myself. What were my beliefs about myself? So that would be something else that I would encourage you to do if you've got low confidence what do you believe about yourself to the little things? Oh, um, I'm no good with technology. Um, I, um, I'm a slow learner. Um, I'm always getting things wrong. You know, we say them really playfully. Oh, I'm, you know, you know, I'm so airy fairy. You're affirming that about yourself. Are confident people airy fairy? No, it's an excuse for us to stay safe. I'm never going to say I'm bad at technology again. Yeah, you're cursing I said yourself. That like Connor said that 10 time. minutes I, ago. <laughs> don't tell on me. <laughs> Connor said it 10 minutes ago. <laughs> I did. <laughs> Carrie smells. So, I mean, like, look, we're even. And that's fine. <laughs> and I still do the podcast as I love her. But, you know, like here we are. Like ro- get- <laughs> Did you just repeat that? <laughs> Damn, anyway. we have to edit that out. Um, no, we'll keep it. Okay. We'll keep it. So your beliefs about yourself. So I'm going to give you a really quick example there. When I was at uni, so I was in my small bubble of a town in the north of England, and I decided that I wanted to move uh, to Leeds, another city, which was about an hour or so away from where I lived. So I went from this little bubble to this expansive place. Of no, I didn't know anybody. I didn't have the comfort of my partner and my parents. I had to make new friends, I had to live on my own, do all of these things. It brought my insecurities up hugely. And I was around people that had stories about their life. And I felt like I had nothing to say for myself. 
and I felt really insecure about my voice, um, who I was. I felt like I was boring. I thought that like, I didn't bring anything to the conversation. Wow. And that was reflected back at me because the the people that I was friends with, not consciously, but because that's what we do, we reflect behaviors back to each other. They didn't value me really. You know, they didn't really seem to be that engaged when I was speaking. And for a while, I was like afterwards reflecting on that. Oh, wow. Like they weren't very good friends. And then obviously I did my own coaching and self-development. And I was like, of course they treated me that way because that's exactly how I felt about myself. That's pretty fascinating. And working on my belief system of going, you know, I don't have anything interesting to say. I'm shy. Nobody's going to like me. Of going, is that true? Writing those statements down and asking, actually, is that true? Well, no, there's plenty of people that like me. I've had plenty of experiences. And then going back to affirmations, affirming the opposite. So I dismantled my belief system about myself. And now I'm really clear about my beliefs. I believe that I am capable of anything. I believe that I'm confident. Does not mean that I don't get nervous, that I don't have the physical symptoms of anxiety when I go to do things that are out of my comfort zone. But I know who I am and I know my purpose of why I'm doing things and I have a strong belief system in myself. That's the step to confidence. I would say I'm a confident person, but I don't have it 100% of the time, 100% areas, just like anybody else. Interesting. I have a question for you. Hit me. All right. Not physically, just with the question. (laughs) Um, I am confident. Yeah. My whole purpose when we did our sessions was like I used that as a mask. Mm. I actually was at the forefront and I had my own issues that yeah. I ciphered through and we got there and bam, I don't do the sessions anymore because I felt like I'm doing well at the moment, but I can always use more. But my point is, mm-hmm. my question is, um, in a situation like this, what we're doing, I'm confident. If I'm with a group of people, I'm very confident engaging the most quiet in the room. Yeah. However... Public speaking for me, mm. not that good at it. Hate it, in fact. I don't if, – if I have to be a best man at a wedding, the first thing I come up with in my head is not, oh, my best friend's getting married. It's, shit, i got to do a speech. <laughs> yeah. That's actually I how, hope it's a natural disaster or something yeah, yeah, that gets yeah, me out of yeah. this. <laughs> oh, do you really like her? Do, like, I mean, she cheated on you. Did she? Like, she didn't. But, I mean, you just sabotaged yeah, someone's Yeah, with me. Marriage. It's all a lie. But, um, <laughs> uh, but that's true in myself. I even get like a little like, oh, I can do it. I can do the speech, mm. but I want to enjoy the speech Yeah, because I'm doing it. I'm either reading the paper. I can feel myself shaking. I just get thrilled. I'm like, I did it. Sometimes I've done it before and people are like, that was a great speech. Other times I don't say that. I don't need to be compared to other great speakers or I don't need their self tick of approval or whatever you call it. However, I want to sit there and enjoy the public speaking. I want to get to that level. Even if I am in my head extraordinarily confident, that's still an obstacle for me. Public speaking is a huge thing. You know, most people are afraid of public speaking. I think I'm not very good at quotes, statistics. I think I'm saying it right, but I probably just like I'm way off. Paraphrase it, girl. Go. So something like that people would rather, uh, what is the statistic? Out of the top 10 things people are afraid of, public speaking is before death. Yes, it is true. I've heard that too. Isn't yeah. that outrageous? I'm not people afraid would rather of die than <laughs> speak at no, a wedding. It, yeah, yeah, just like, no, actually take my life. You know, take it. It's not worth the embarrassment. That's oh, what people that's, feel. That's heavy. I'm not there 
there. But, I don't think they actually mean it, but, but you I know, get it's it. the fear. Yeah, because that's what fear does to us. It kind of like disables us in a way where we can't function properly. I relate to this. So public speaking was a thing for me. I would get up there and do it, but I would feel like I was going to faint yeah. mid-session. I would also forget what I said afterwards. So I might have like just delivered a Martin Luther King worthy speech, <laughs> yeah. but when I get off the <laughs> stage... F you, F you. <laughs> what happened? Everyone's crying. I was like, it must have been really moving. <laughs> yeah, it must have been moving. You're always really upset. I couldn't remember afterwards. I'd just be like, people are like, oh, well, you did really well. And I'd be like, well, that's great because I can't remember a word that I said. And that's my brain protecting me because my brain's going, all right, she's in fight or flight. Let's keep her safe. Let's just block off the memory, block off everything. So my body was doing me a favor, but it was making me not want to public speak. So I had to find out why. So I got a coach, you know, I practice what I preach. I had a public speaking coach and a few things that they, that they gave me as tips and pointers. The first thing, make it bigger than yourself. So don't go on there putting all the focus on yourself of going, you know, are they going to be judging me? Have I got enough content? Is my hair going to be all right? Remember your purpose. You're there for a reason. So let's take it down to the to something more practical of speaking at a wedding. They're asking you because they see all the qualities in you. They know that you're humorous, that you can engage people. They like you as a person. So they're looking at you with no expectation of what you're going to say. You can say whatever. It's you. It's your personal blueprint. May I jump in there? Of course. Um, that's a really interesting point. I, I love that because I remember my friend Sam got married last year. Um, and everyone assumed the MC was going to be Jack Pratton. Um, and it was, he was the MC, he did the speeches, he did everything. Uh, but Buckley, his name's, his other name's Buckley, Sam came up to me at the wedding. Uh, he was drunk cause he's getting married. He's having a great time. He goes, <laughs> I'm so sorry, man. And I was like, what, why? He's like, it's a great wedding. He goes, no, nah, like I vouch for you to be the MC. My wife chose Jack and she won. And I'm like, and that, that in itself was like, I got to do a speech then, because if you put me in that category of Jack Pratton, the guy that does all the emceeing, is he that, famous? He is not. Okay. He's famous in our group of friends. Okay. But, you <laughs> Just know, listeners, I'm like, is this an yeah. Australian celebrity? Yeah, don't look up Jack don't... Pratton. You might see some really weird photos at like country bar parties and stuff. Um, but he's known to be a good speaker. A very great speaker, a tremendous speaker. And um, I was like, well, if I could be put in that echelon of, of quality then maybe I'm not as bad as I think I am. Yeah. Then it just grew from there. I could do a public speech now and be okay. Granted, I would be nervous, but yeah. I still think my getting through it as well is I did a big one at uni mm. when I was at uni. It's an hour presentation by myself. It was the last thing of the semester and you had to get at least a certain mark to pass the class. Something crazy, a lot of pressure. Sounds it. Yeah, and I just remember thinking like I was looking at the crowd. There's probably about 50 people in the class no one's paying attention, not because of my content, but because I like it's uni. No one wants yeah, to, and wants to really student be there because everyone has to do it. And I was like, that's a good point. If I engage the people I want to be engaged with, mm. they'll listen. And some people won't find me interesting. It's kind of like this podcast. Not mm. everyone's going to love it. Some people will, some people won't. Um, just go out there and do your thing because you will impact someone out there. Even yeah. if it's one person, that's what I find interesting and enough motivation to do it. Definitely. And I think by, you know, just owning that and also 
putting it in the same context of would you just run a marathon or do a triathlon with no training whatsoever, no prep, you know, not even a good night's sleep beforehand. You've had... I've uh, done it and it's not good. Okay. So that's a, a prime example. I think as a society, and I've been in this category as well, we just go... I don't have confidence, therefore it's not for me. I'm never going to be able to get it. It's not here right now. I don't know what it is. I, I don't know how to get it. It's prepping. So for the people that are asking, how do I get self-confidence? It takes work. Some people aren't just gifted with self-confidence and some people aren't. We're actually all born with confidence. Look at babies just strutting around, no clothes on, singing and dancing. <laughs> it's true. Like they're all confident. It's true. So we've, we're born with it. We've just lost it a little bit. So work to get that back and that's prep so body language how do you carry yourself it doesn't have to be for public speaking if you are not a confident person how are you presenting in your body language are you slouching are you looking down at the floor when you walk are your shoulders back is your chest open your heart space open are you giving a signal of I'm here and I deserve to be seen? Or are you going, please don't notice me? And I'm insignificant links into your beliefs, your identity. You've got to do the prep work. So before you go on a date, before you go public speaking, before you go into a job interview, before you step into a party, you don't know anybody, before you go pick up your kid from school and there's other parents there, whatever makes you nervous, prep yourself breathing, calming your nervous system, getting that image in your head of what, what you're doing. So again, this would be more relevant to public speaking to the original question there. What's, what's the bigger purpose? Make it bigger than yourself. When you go onto that stage, it's almost bringing that identity outwards of going, I'm here, I'm strong, I'm capable. And I've got a purpose. I'm going to share this with you. And it doesn't matter what other people think because I know I'm coming from a place that's authentic to me and it's going to make a difference. That helps. Doesn't mean you're not going to get nervous. Also, recognize nervousness, anxiousness as a sign that you care. It's what's going to produce those results because you, you care how it's going to be. You want it to be good. You want it to be effective. Use it as a fuel rather than a hindrance. Damn, girl, that was good. Damn. <laughs> that was some good stuff. I honestly was. I think for me, um, what I'll take away definitely is that self-affirmation. Mm. Um, having that identity of just being able to be confident and to be seen and not be afraid to be seen. Because I was like you when I had issues. Like I would just forget it and completely it goes out. And that's – I, I, I kind of want to be seen now. Like I want to be like, oh, I was the guy that did that. Because it's a big achievement. If like I'm using public speaking as a sole example, but it's kind of relevant to any other areas. You want to be seen. Why not? Well, it's exhausting not being seen. And we don't know when our last day is on this planet. And yep. I think that's evident in the state of the world. That should be a big enough reminder of going, we all lose people close to us. We all see the news and all the things going on. What, what mark do you want to leave on the world? Even if it's just to be a better friend, a better parent, to achieve something in your work. They don't have to be extravagant goals, but for you to meet whatever purpose is important to you, you can't do that underneath a table or underneath a sheet. Like you've got to be seen. So start looking at where am I afraid to be seen? Again, like I said in the last episode, self-inquiry. Start calling yourself out on 
the things that you are believing about yourself, get a new belief system. And if you want confidence, if self-confidence is holding you back, take action, take control, change your state. We can see how effective that is. Let's say you're in a bad mood and the whole day has been terrible, but then you get a phone call of your sister's just had a baby or you've just got that job or whatever it might be. All that negativity disappears because the state has been changed. So let's not wait for your sister to have a baby before you go, okay, I'm going to feel better. Let's intentionally create confidence going, all right, I need to change my state. Before we did this podcast, I wanted to bring that energy. I wanted to bring, we're bringing lightness, we're bringing humor here. I've had a really long day with clients. It's now what, 8 p.m. or something on a Tuesday. I wanted to intentionally bring confidence to this podcast. So I had Beyonce on in my earphones, dancing around. I did some breathing. I prepped my body work. Hopefully in the future, people were like, wow, you've done lots of amazing things. You did a podcast, you did that. It doesn't come easy. You have to do the work, question everything about yourself with love and compassion, prep your state, do the breathing, put the music on, you essential oils i use essential oils as well that changes my state yeah, that sage you use cured my laptop <laughs> <laughs> sorry you were confident you walked around the room and I even did. your sage fixed everything the room. and then bang we're just we're going we're live isn't that good amazing and you know what that is intention yeah so intention like the placebo effect you know we take these sugar pills heals our body yes the intention behind sage it's age old so anyone that doesn't know what sage is it's a leaf dried leaf that you burn it's supposed to clear energy in a room it's supposed to clear bacteria in a room so because i'm doing a lot of healing work i'm doing a lot of work with clients and we're all little energetic bodies i need to clear the space and this was a new energy that we were bringing for the podcast so i saged connor saged the laptop saged myself saged me to kingdom come (laughs) put some essential oils on but that is what I need to do to change my state. I'm not going to say that's for everybody, but I found out what works for me. And what works for me is what you taught me very long time ago is what you're talking about now is setting your intention. That is hugely, hugely valuable to me. I wake up every morning and I set my intention, what I want out of the day. And I remember, I don't know what it is, but that just stuck with me in particular. That yeah. really got to me because... That self-talk, like saying, I'm not good with technology or I can't do this, can't do that. People will sense that energy off you and then give you that back, what you deserve. True. So if I set my intention every day, which I've done for probably the last four months, it's it's an absolute game changer for me personally. And such a yeah. simple thing you can do for yourself uh, it as well. It takes two seconds. And the great thing about intention it's backed by a lot of science. It's not airy-fairy of just going, just say these words and it's going to be fine. You know, mm. you've got scientists such as Dr. Emoto, a Japanese scientist who did lots of experiments with water and crystallized water and how the frequency of sound and words affected things and how intention affected things. So if you put into YouTube rice experiment, Dr. Emoto, then it will bring up an experiment of how just the power of thought and words changed the state of that rice and water. So if you can do that for yourself of just in the morning setting an intention that's suitable. So some intentions 
uh, going to be easier. So it might just be uh, my intention today is to be kind and gentle with myself. If you've had a big week of negative self-talk, if you're riding on a wave of energy that week, you want to utilize that. My intention today is to be productive and create valuable resources. That's been one of mine this week. So set your intention to suit what's going on for you. Don't just use the same affirmation over and over again. Be intentional with your intentions. Yeah. Solid stuff. And that tip for me worked personally. And you've gone through a few. Uh, Is there any one in particular that is your favorite of your own? Identity, without a doubt. Know who you are and review your belief system. If you know who you are and you start to say it over and over again and you embody it, your energy shifts. So when you walk into a room, people sense you before you have to introduce yourself. I really like being able to allow my presence to introduce me before my words do. And I know I know that because I've gone from hating myself to being overlooked in crowds and just people not wanting to speak to me to now being five foot one. Um, (laughs) It's not like I'm huge and I've got loads of presence, but I've been this like little petite woman that works in the corporate space. I have to really allow that to. I have to allow my energy to introduce me because when I walk in, human judgment, you know, of going, oh, who's this kid? You know, what's she going to teach us? But because I know who I am and I know I'm capable and I'm just like, right, bring it. You know, people feel that and that gets their attention. That then gives me evidence blocks of confidence. One final tip that I haven't mentioned yet is feed confidence in the areas that you already feel good So everybody feels good about something, whether that's that you are great at cooking or that you are great at organizing or that you are really great at netball or whatever. Find out the things that you think, you know what, I'm actually really good at doing that. I'm really good at being a parent. I'm really good at being a friend and build yourself up on that. So focus on that because we often focus on what we're not. Mm. And that's really not productive. And that will then break those neuro pathways and create a distraction. So using all the other tools on top of that, affirmations, discipline, intention, identity, self-acceptance, taking control and action, changing your state, all of these things to answer the main question of this podcast, what is self-confidence and how do I get it? It's self-confidence isn't one thing and that's how I believe you attain it. You came in here today like a wrecking ball, and I loved it. <laughs> That's a podcast. Yes. Yes. So well, like how we end every podcast. Uh, we do it in a way. You gave me confidence. Oh, you know, like good. I'm feeling I good. I feel great. I feel like yeah. she's great dancing or something. All right. <laughs> Beyonce, in here right now. Let's right do now. it. <laughs> Hashtag giving me life. Give us a bit of life. What's the song? Oh, it's really tricky. I think it's a toss-up between <laughs> right, so Fred. I'm too sexy, <laughs> yeah, of course. Say, has to be like, what do you mean a toss-up? I know. It's a close case. And I was like, people are going to be like, "What is this?" <laughs> Imagine just tuning in on this episode of being like, "Who's right, said Fred? Why is he too sexy for a shirt? What what's going on here?" Maybe the, we'd, we'd the hook song you is in. so famous. I just didn't know the artist. Uh, like even J Lo at the Super Bowl. Bangers after bangers. I'm like, that's J-Lo? Like, oh, okay. She, pretty good. So, so that would be yeah. the other alternative to hashtag giving me life because J-Lo has been my girl crush, my idol since Jenny from the Block times. Like yeah. there was at one point that me and I, I don't think she'll mind me mentioning my one of my best friends, Helen, we thought we were J-Lo. Like we'd go out on a Saturday night, we'd play Jenny from the Block. 
super idol of confidence. So hashtag giving me life this week. Look, look out for it. Will it be right, said Fred? Will it be J Lo? We'll stay tuned. see. You know, you know, listen to the whole podcast, get the outro, then you'll see. <laughs> listen to it. <laughs> um, but that is fine. You're in a hoot, and that was a that was a cracking one. I think uh, self confidence. I'm feeling good. I'm going to run for this wall. And thank you for listening. <laughs> thank you.